But uh, next one. Is it time? We're going to talk about the very first installment of Star Wars. The the blockbuster that changed all blockbusters forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revolutionized. Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic movie. You know, it's, it's perfection throughout. And I think that it... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's truly one of the most perfect movies ever made, you know, and I think that um, from start to finish, it's, you know, enjoyable, and the characters are all, of course, super memorable, and it's really, it's, it's fun to watch just to see, like, um, where all these characters start, you know, especially compared to where they are at the end, because, mm-hmm. you, know, it's, you know, it's just a completely different feel. My nana told me about when she took my mom and my uncle to go see that movie in theaters when it came out. And already I couldn't imagine doing something like that. Like I watched Force Awakens when it came out in theaters and that was was a trip all on its own because I never thought I'd get to see like a, a Star Wars film in theaters. So when she told me about this experience of seeing the very... I can't imagine being in that time period and watching that for the very first time. You know, having never seen anything like that before. And she told me there were scenes after, like, characters would get introduced where they would cheer when they came on screen. And audiences booed when Darth Vader showed up on screen. Like, that's an incredible experience to me. So that that film was really incredible especially for its time uh and the characters are so well rounded and thought out i i really enjoyed the characters and i really enjoyed the biographical nature of of star wars i mean if like of the first installment of star wars you have somebody who's longing for their life to begin and um suddenly like all this responsibility or all these things that have yet to come like yet to happen but are aligned to happen just happen with like like with a jolt and in with such reprieve that there's like no return like there is no point of return like every everything about luke's upbringing or like of of luke's origin is just upheaval like you had a gradual you had a gradual sort of origin with Anakin Skywalker is just we're take we're come with us we'll free you mm. you have a almost yet again a, a gradual response with Ray it's at, but you know it's quick it's adventurous but this one is is harsh Again, it's it, but it also is one of the realities, of, or it just reflects his age too. It's like you had to, he had to grow up real quick, um, and one of the people, like the, the 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 very people that he surrounds himself with, and or to face these set of circumstances that like nobody else would take on, uh, they're all very mature in their own right but they also have their like it, it, it's just a very well-rounded set of characteristics that play off each other very well 
and I don't know, like I going off the my statement that it's very biographical in nature, like watching it later on in life. Like I remember when I was like sixteen, because my brother went on a bender and and we he watched all of them all at once. Um, when I when I was sixteen, I, I watched that scene of him looking on the horizon. Um, I just I don't know. I felt something. I definitely felt something. And all the things that like came after that, that just with the quickness, it's I don't know. It just goes to show that like nobody's ever re- really ready for it. But your life holds so much ahead of you. And I think that's what, uh, again, with, with all the response that George Lucas got with this film, like, it's going to flop, or, oh, man, I don't know, man, that just seems a little off the wall. And then for it to, to I think I think the big thing for him, just imagine how, how frightful it must have been that it was, you had such a response, such a good response to it. Like, how... Like, how am I going to follow up to this? Like, what what am I going to do to one-up this or to keep the keep the hype going? But it's also a burst of confidence. And uh, you start to see that with Luke, too. He ha- he's balancing the fear, but he's also, he also realizes who he is now. So, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the story, but I also enjoyed how biographical it could be. Like, I really think that it's, it's applicable. It's very accessible, but also very applicable to one's own life. Absolutely. I loved the introduction of characters in this. Like, the first time you see Darth Vader, you you get a sense of who he is automatically. You know, he walks in and he's, he's just surveying all these dead bodies, and then he steps over them like, alright, fine. I guess this needed to happen. And then he immedi- he's immediately focused. He's a very focused individual. He's like, go find the plans and bring them to me. I want to know where they are. They're important. And then when you meet Princess Leia, she's so feisty and determined. She's, she's automatically like, this is, a- this is an ambassadorship. Why are you attacking us? We're, we're of no threat to you. And he immediately calls her out on it like, no, you're not you are rebel scum and you are going to pay the price for treason. And then when you're introduced to Luke, it's it's like you said, he's someone who is longing to get off of this planet where there is nothing for him there. He's trying to get away from it and you know, you meet R2D2 and C3PO, the main characters of Star Wars. And you, you well. s- they're the main characters. Definitely. 110%. R2 and 3PO are the main characters, man. They carry us through. Yep, nothing happens without them. So, when when you meet them, you know, you can you can already get a sense of it, but I think the coolest introduction was um, Han Solo's. Where he's, he, they meet him in a bar that is known for its reputation of housing scum and villainy. And he, he's immediately like, I'll do it for this much. And then he's talking to Chewbacca and he's like, well, all right, I guess we're going to get out from this gangster that we owe. Mm. And 
Greedo comes in and is, where are you going, Solo? He's like, I was just on my way to see Jabba. Why don't you pay me the money? Well, I, I have the money, I just don't have it with me. And they have that whole back and forth, and Greedo says, I've been waiting for this for a long time. And Han says, yes, I bet you have, and shoots him from under the table. You know, before they edited it where Han doesn't shoot first. That's bullshit. Han definitely shot first. He was the only shot in that entire scene. He shoots Greedo because he's like, all right. But then he's so smooth about it because the whole... The band stops playing. The whole bar goes silent. He just walks up to the bartender, hands him some money, and says, I'm sorry about the mess. And everything resumes. <laughs> that was like the coolest introduction to a character ever. You're like, oh, this guy's a badass. Mm. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, one of my favorite parts... You know, you mentioned this before, but like... Uh, uh, Princess Slay's introduction, and also like when they rescue her... I just love that whole entire scene and like um, Luke and Han Solo's you know banter back and forth is really funny, very entertaining you know because because um, they're constantly butting heads and um, it's just really funny and entertaining to watch and see them kind of figure their way out through each scenario because they're kind of just I mean they just bumble it around just trying to be like uh, I guess this will work and they're just kind of like going from each step and. It's really entertaining to watch, but and then you have that balance with Princess Leia, where they're they're trying to figure it out, and she just grabs a gun and shoots the garbage chute, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" She's like, "Someone's got to save our ass." Like, let's go. Quit lollygagging. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love that. And I, well, I gotta say, one of my favorite things about this movie too is, is the the I guess the aesthetic and sort of the feel of it that has that uh, that has it has that western feel that mm. you know. George Lucas was very clearly inspired by, you know, he said it himself, and um, I just like how he he pulls that off, but in such a, a different way, you know, it's a familiar genre, it's been done a million times, but he does it in a way that is, is different, you know, and I think that um, that's, that's a difficult thing to do, because westerns are, of course, famously kind of played out, um, but uh, especially at that point in time, I mean, at that point, you know, that's what everybody was doing, but he did westerns in a completely different way, and a completely unique way, and I really, I really like that. No, for sure. Um, yeah, you know what? The same feeling I get watching Good, Bad, and the Ugly is like the same feeling I get when I watch Star Wars for some reason. Yeah, like I. Yeah, the, the, the tones, uh, the characters, obviously, they have their own cut to them. It's, it's, really, it's really cool. Their, the, their introductions are always really... Uh, they're just badass. Um, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I can concur with them. Like, really, I, I can. So that's, that's cool. No, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, the look, the feel, the story is, is you know, like everybody tries to make it seem like you need to like rip the audience and you need to throw all this stuff at them. But if you have like a, I think, I think the, that's the temptation of storytelling. But if you can tell a, a basic story really good, like if you can tell it very well, then I think that that's better than telling a very intricate story 
with the most flair. Mm. Like, because uh, look at look at what happened with um, look at what happened with Phantom Menace. Look at what happened with Attack of the Clones. Exactly. And also one of the shortcomings with Episode Three, but that was a small short. That that was just minuscule because then they started actually getting into storytelling mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, re- I really enjoyed this movie it's one of the movies that I I think I think this trilogy is one of the uh, sets of movies that I can watch over and over and never get tired of oh it's so enjoyable never get tired of I love the the story though behind the uh, opening crawl of the movie do you get you you know that story right, Titus? I think. Uh, I think. Wasn't well, it based off of uh, another movie, right? No, it was when he took uh, George Lucas ran around with Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Brian De Palma, and Francis Ford Coppola. They were all friends, right? And so when he was showing them the first cut of the movie, it just jumped right into the action, mm-hmm. and they they got like. 20 minutes into the movie and someone was like you need to get the lights because we need to talk about this and George George said what's wrong and I think I think it was Martin Scorsese who was like well George we we don't know what the fuck is going on like there's no context as to what's happening and he said well you're going to figure it out as the movie goes on he's like yeah but you're going to lose so many audience members just because they don't they're not going to understand what's going on you need to have something before that kind of tells them what's going on and then he said okay and so they did the the crawl in the beginning where it kind of laid out what's happening so far so that people could go into it with some knowledge mm. i thought that that was hilarious that's that's <laughs> would say that. <laughs> listen listen l- listen listen george george listen 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 there's something not quite right about this we need to, we need to change this something something doesn't feel right <laughs> Intricate and intricate parts of the movie is John Williams' score. I mean, oh, it's, it's yes. legendary. Literally, the movie wouldn't be the same without it. If it wasn't there, it would it wouldn't nearly have been the same. I mean, it's just it's the best film score of all time, and I don't think there's really much arguing that. I think it's just it's legendary, and pretty much everybody knows it at this point. You know, every uh, every theme and every iteration of it um so i think that that's definitely one of the most important aspects of the film is is its fantastic score so are we ready to talk about the movie oh man the movie that has a plot twist in it that gives me chills to this day when i watch the scene (laughs) it's legendary oh it was amazing completely unforeseen i didn't see it coming it was awesome. Wayo. Oh, man. Empire Strikes Back is one of the best movies. I think that movie's in my top five of all time. Yeah. I love that movie. That is, that's my favorite Star Wars film is Empire. I, I, I would concur. I feel the same way. Especially just, I love that whole entire um, uh, battle that happens on Han. You know, or... Uh, Hoth, yeah. Hoth, or... Yeah. Um, I think that, that 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 whole entire scene is just it's uh, and especially the what they're able to pull off with practical or you know the miniatures that they use 
um, are so well done and they're so entertaining to watch and the the whole entire build up to that fight as well is you know done perfectly as well and that slow that slow sort of build up to it and then when it happens it's just so satisfying to watch uh, go down but I I love that part of the movie there's no I there's for me there's like no part of this movie that drags you know it goes by just like that you know it just feels yeah. like it just runs right by you and I think that's a movie uh, that's a problem of course that the prequels have but. This movie has, does not have that problem at all. It just it it flies right by in a good way, I would say. No, for sure, it definitely flies by uh, pretty fast. And um, but I think I think that's that's testament uh, to a good time. I mean, it's like that. It just that installment left you wanting like like it, it and it carried through pretty well into the second one going into the third one um, and I don't want to jump jump too far or to hop around a little too much but um, I will offering or I will offer a deferring opinion that what is it about the third of the trilogy like the, like how you end it that people just like I don't know like you is it really the, the curse? Is there a tangible curse of the third act? I don't know. Like, like, but but I'm getting ahead of myself. We're still at we're we're barely jumping into the the second episode. Yeah. Oh man. The best. In my opinion, I think the, I, I think it's the best one. It's definitely I, the best one. There's. N- I think we all concur on that. Yeah. There's no argument here. That is the best Star Wars movie. You know, mm. I don't think they're ever gonna beat how amazing that was. But of course, it had like the the uh, the most unexpected twist in it, right? Where you did I I I don't know how you guys felt when I watched the scene where they're on Cloud City and Vader is trying to convince Luke to come to the dark side, and he's he's. It seems like he's taunting him at first, but he's like, Obi-Wan didn't tell you about your father, did he? He said, you, he told me you killed him. And what they had told Mark Hamill was, I think George came into it and a producer came into it, and they said, we know, he knows, you know, so if it leaks, we'll know it was you. You can't tell anybody. And in the script that everybody got, it said, Obi-Wan killed your father. And when it came out that Vader was like, I'm your father, I, w- I still get chills thinking about that scene. Mm. You know, but that is, I think that's probably the best scene in all of Star Wars is that, that just that moment of like it, his whole world gets completely shattered with a sentence. Mm. And it was, that was incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it, like the the performances in that scene too. You know, I mean, Mark Hamill's performance is just—it's perfect. It's the exact reaction you'd expect him to be. Like he's like he's like no, no, that can't be like that can't be you know true. Understandably, I mean, you know, that's how most people react when they hear something that they simply just can't believe. And I think that his reaction in that scene is is perfect. You know, and I think that the acting all around. In that scene is just it's it's flawless, you know. 
And um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely truly the most powerful scene in all of Star Wars, and will will always be. I don't think there will ever be anything that could ever top that. Truly, definitely. But damn, that fight on Hoth, though, <laughs> it'd be good. Marcy, <laughs> I liked it. you earlier had mentioned um, that Anakin goes through struggle, you know. And you you asked if uh, do you, if we or Luke struggling with the feelings of the dark side. I think he kind of felt it in this when he's on Dagobah when he's training with Yoda. That scene in the cave, right? I think that that was more. It, it gave more information than we really know what to do with because when he fights the um, vision of Vader, when the mask blows open, it's just Luke's face. And it it was. It was almost telling us right then and there, like, Vader is someone... Vader could just as easily be Luke. Luke could become the next Vader. And then when you find out that it... In the legacy of it, that Vader is his father, you find out how true that statement actually is. It's plausible. It's not like... Because when I watched it, I was like, there's no way in hell that could ever happen. And then you see Anakin Skywalker's journey, you hear about what happened to him and you, you see what he's become. I think that that is, that's where Luke starts the struggle against the dark side. Yeah. And I can, I can, I agree with it, but also the, again, it's the haste. Uh, well, that and again, the Jedi uh, putting themselves on putting themselves on such a pedestal, like uh, like don't go after what is it? Uh, if if you care about what your friends stand for, then you won't go go to the system and or and save them. You won't do it, knowing that. Obi-Wan would definitely do it. He, he actively sought out Maul. Um, like, at every turn, we see that the Jedi would do the exact same thing. But somehow, it would be justified. But again, it's it, 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 we return to that balance of there's that mediation. Do we operate... And do I operate in haste without, like, meditating on I think that's that's the downfall of, of particular um, or of high power Jedi that end up becoming threat level ten Sith. Um, I don't know. Like we 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 see that. Like they they understand. Like on both sides. Like or there's there's a point where both sides start to intersect. The Sith and then the the uh, Jedi. I don't know. So. Yeah, we start to see that we we start to see that mediation. So that was that was really good. I don't know. I, re- I really loved the that cave allegory. Seriously, like that. Just the image itself sticks with me. Hmm. Yeah. Think of, think about that. You're fighting your shadow. Like at one point, you're like Young talked about that too. You have to address your shadow. Like, it's not necessarily that you have to fight it or you have to accept it. It's just you have to reconcile with it. 
that you have that potentiality deep in in the recesses of your subconscious you have that potentiality you have that shadow and that shadow will if you address it the right way will make you stronger and i think that um even just in his costume on episode three which we'll get to um like he's wearing the black he's owning he's owning up to it but he wears it rightly he knows how to own his demons or own his shadow and wear it in such a way that it strengthens him and again i just i love that again interplay interplay syntax all right so that that's my input what are we are we still hanging on to episode two i mean the I, th- I think the only thing I got to bring up is Lando and Boba. They make an appearance in it, and I think that that really adds, I don't know, flavor to kind of Star Wars because you got like this, hey, hey, hey. You, you almost got like this kind of from the same world as Han, but you see this guy who's just really smooth and just really like, well, hello, Leia, how are you? Like he's very, he's he's very much a player, very smooth, and Han's like, don't buy any of this guy's bullshit, and. Han even uh, it just it shows their friendship right and you learn that Han won the Millennium Falcon from this guy like you learn a lot about Han when you meet Lando I think and I, I think that it was it was really cool to see to meet Lando and have him become a part of it right yeah their yeah their relationship is like very clearly like understandable you kind of you, you feel like there's more history there but it's just implied, you know. It's not like they sit down and they're like, "Oh, remember that time." It's just like you know, you don't even have to like have them explain anything. You just know there's a history with these two, you know, and they know each other, you know, um, and it goes far back. And I think that's just through good character writing and 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 of course, you know, as you know, Han, you know, he's like, "Don't trust this guy." And what do you know? He does end up betraying them, you know, mm-hmm. big surprise, you know, and so. Um, but yeah, I thought that the yeah that whole entire part in Cloud City was really entertaining to watch as well. That was another great highlight of the movie. And then there's Boba. Hey. <laughs> That's right. No good to me, dead. Yeah. <laughs> he only has two lines in that movie, right? Yeah. He's no good yeah. to me, dead, and put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. I think that's the only thing he says. Two legendary lines. <laughs> I, I think I think that's what made him such a badass character, though. Is you're like, oh, this guy, he's a man of few words. But that's the, yeah, exactly. That's the cool part. The guy doesn't even have to talk, and he's just like, you know, he doesn't fuck around. He's, like, he means business. He's dangerous. He's a, he's the warden of uh, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't say nothing. He just shoots. Right. He just operates. Like the lines that he does say are like just. They're meaningless, but at the same time, there's a tone to them that it's like, Cole, you, you know who Boba is. You know <laughs> right, yeah. uh, Which is what makes Return of the Jedi such a disappointment in my eyes. <laughs> Wait, no, no, it isn't. Got him, because Homeboy did not die. In the extended universe. Yeah, but you don't know that unless you read canon. Uh, I didn't even know that. And even still, even still, mm, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I've been waiting to talk about this. What? 
Mm. Get it off your chest, Michael. Return of the Jedi failed to live up to how the war should have ended and ha- and just it failed, okay? The movie itself Thank you. failed. Thank you. Thank you. I, that's all I'm saying. It's just what is it about the third act that just goes kaput? I mean, it is tough to conclude things. That's why I feel like that's one of the hardest things. We saw that with Game of Thrones. I mean, it's pre- it can be tough sometimes to end something, especially in a good way. Did we see it with Game of Thrones? I don't think we did. I think that they failed. <laughs> well, yeah, they both failed. Yes, but Game of Thrones for another reason. Return of the Jedi wasn't a terrible film, is the thing. I can find things in it that I enjoy. But I definitely, definitely watching it again, I was like, what the hell were they thinking when they when they made some of these decisions? One, I don't care if they are the good guys. The Ewoks would have been completely obliterated by stormtroopers. You're telling me that a bunch of teddy bears with slingshots, stone spears, and bow and arrows took down Imperial troops and laser guns. No. In any other scenario, no. That that would not have happened. I mean, unless you have the power of the fairies. <laughs> Didn't you ever watch Ewoks, bro? <laughs> oh, there's a show, right? Yeah, yeah man. Marciano, oh, don't make me yeah. hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Let's just say the Ewoks are not the best inclusion. No, think, uh, well, about, the, think about the allegory, though. Like the little guy taking on the the, the big. Okay, but that's such bullshit. <laughs> that's such bullshit. Simply because, do you know what the Ewoks were supposed to be before they changed it to Ewoks? What? They were supposed to be fucking Wookies. Do you know how much more badass that fight would have been if a bunch of Chewbacca's took on the Empire? Well, but then the Empire wouldn't have stood a chance. So I mean, they shouldn't have just been the reverse problem. Oh wow! Because <laughs> the rebellion stood so much of a chance with ten people and teddy bears. I mean, you know who would lost the battle? The producers. They. <laughs> <laughs> He has bad acting. He doesn't say any lines, and if he does, it's like what? That's true. Oh, he doesn't even have to do that. They just dub in that, the original dude's voice. Exactly. Damn, Peter Mayhew, R.I.P. But I think we we're getting a little sidetracked. I think we did, but <laughs> it was important to say. I had to get it off my chest. No, that's an important thing to say. I mean, they are iconic, though. You can't deny that. That. Mmm, how Boba Fett went out. What the hell was that? Yeah, I think the scream made it worse, too. If he hadn't made any noise, like he had just flown off, but 
that like Wilhelm scream that he lets out is like okay, it's a little, a little much. We didn't need to do yeah. that. Then. Yeah, man. It's like we we get that he's dead. Don't don't sh- don't throw more salt in the wound. Damn it. No, big time, big time. Um, the rest of that scene's pretty good though. That that scene is pretty good. Especially, I love. I love Han throughout that whole entire scene. I don't know, just like seeing him just like stumble around, he's like, he's like, what? He's like, what's going on? He's just like, I don't know, I just love how out of it he is. I mean, the, the way he kills Bubba, yeah, was pretty sad. But, I did like the rest of that. I kind of liked how ballsy Luke Skywalker is, where he That's walks true. into a place without his lightsaber, and he's like, you will free all these people, or I will kill you. And they're like, <laughs> like oh, they're yeah. like you're nuts, kid. And mm. he kills everybody. That's <laughs> it. So I especially love when he's on the, uh, that little fake out when he's about to jump off and he jumps off and then Cannon, you know, shoots back up. That scene, yeah, that moment right there was really satisfying to, to watch go down. Because that's a good, there's a good build up too. Because you kind of see all the pieces get laid out and you're like, okay, but what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it just, boom, like, you know, it's all gets set in motion. No, I like I love that scene. It's a good scene. Yeah, and then the final scene with Vader, where he becomes Anakin Skywalker again. I think that, like a lot of these, the beginning of the movie is really good, and then there's one scene at the end where you're like, yes, and then the rest of it you're like, oh, why did you do this? What happened? Where where are the Wookies? Why are there teddy bears instead? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, and that's that's the thing. Again, it's that also plays a fact like a factor in films. Think about like I think about it all the time. Like, it, well, what if I like if, if I had like an installment <laughs> of this much money? You know what I would do? I would refilm. Da 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 da. Like I would just completely refilm a specific, even if it's just a scene. Like. uh what is it? They're, they recently did a retake of Obi Wan's and uh, uh, sorry, Obi Wan's and Darth Vader's fight. Like they did a retake of that. Oh, I've seen it. It's oh yeah, it. it looks fantastic. And it's yeah. awesome. Like it, it's it's not too flary that it's that it's like oh this is definitely a remake. No, it it just gives more credence to what who Obi Wan was, and then mm. on top of that, how how much of a tank Vader is, like. But again, mm. it, uh, it's isn't it weird how, like you even you can envision it. Like obviously, you need the prior context that it was going to be Wookiees before it was Ewoks, but ultimately, even budget plays plays a role in the final vision. That's true. And uh, as a quick little segue, we can t- we'll we'll talk about it going into the next episode. But I really do think that uh, I don't know. I just think that monetizing as soon as you start heavily monetizing anything, it just it's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah, a little bit. What is it? Uh, what, it what, what does David Lynch say? 
They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're bringing it back in. God hey. damn it. The best movie of all time. Oh, for fuck's sake. We're talking about Star Wars. They asked him about, in an interview, about what he thought about product placement. Like, there was a, there was a... Oh, I've seen that interview, yeah. Yeah, there was, like, so much more product placement in movies, and it was only increasing, and they're like, what's your take on it? And he just flat out, bullshit. There's no... There's no other context. Mm. Uh, but, like, he has nothing else to say to say about it. And you know what? I, that's my same stance. And uh, But we, we can get into it. But oh, let, oh sorry. Ahead. Did you know that David Lynch was interviewed to direct the third Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi? You know what? If that were the case, he should have did that, and Jodorowsky should have did this. <laughs> And <laughs> Yodorowsky should have done Dune. And I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I guess though, David Lynch turned it down because George Lucas really tried to get him to do it. He was like, he got. I guess he said he got a massive headache as the day went on while George Lucas was like talking to him about it. And finally, by the end of the day, he was like, "Can I just go home? Like, I don't, I don't want to do this shit." George Lucas was like, "All right, fine." So I just went home, and they never talked to each other after that. Wow. But, yeah. I'm not surprised, though. Star Wars does not seem like a very uh, David Lynch sort of thing. I I'm mean, not sure what George was thinking. I'll say it just this once. Just this once. Mm. I would watch that Star Wars film. I would, too. I would. Ooh. I'd watch it. <laughs> I would definitely watch that one. It'd be interesting Great. as hell. I, you know what? To be honest with you, if I could see, what is it? If Ridley Scott did, oh yes, episode two, and David Lynch did episode three, <laughs> what a trilogy! What a trilogy! That would be legendary. Holy shit! Oh man, <laughs> I could see oh. it now. That'd be fantastic, but, um... Sorry, uh, I completely fucked the flow. <laughs> no, we, 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 can, we can dream. That's, a, that's yeah. our one per episode of you mentioning David Lynch, I swear to God. <laughs> it's gonna be every episode, baby. David Lynch. <laughs> oh, man, that's gotta be the t-shirt. <laughs> I agree. When we come out with merchandise, instead of it saying the sled, it's just gonna say David Lynch, baby. It's gonna have we're gonna have a bunch of different T-shirts with the logos from the movies, and it says it just says David Lynch, and they'll. Just... Oh God! Well, moving on to J.J. Abrams and the Force Awakens. Are we done with Return of the Jedi? Oh, I'm done with Return of the Jedi. I was done with oh. it when I rewatched it. Okay, well, I gotta say that the fucking ending is the best ending of any of the Star Wars movies out there. Um, that's some um, bullshit. Fuck off. That's some amazing. bullshit. Okay, make your claims then. Okay. Instead of just, no, you. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's my claim, all right? All right, so here's my claim. So the last, you know, scene, or the last big fight is when, you know, Luke fights Darth Vader at the end right there. And, you know, Palpatine turns them on each other. And he's just sitting there, you know, and he's waiting for Luke to do something. And, man, that moment when, like, Luke snaps 
Uh, that, I don't know, it gives me goosebumps every time. Just the way he, like, snaps and he grabs it and he, like, swings at him. It's just like, ooh, here we go. And then, like, and just the way that, like, he, he like, keeps on progressively, like, getting more angry. Because Darth Vader's talking about, like, his sister and stuff. He's like, oh, you know, your sister. Like, oh. You know, he's talking about her. And, like, he just keeps on getting angrier and angrier. And just, like, his progression throughout that fight. I love, like, how Luke progresses and it like gets darker and darker and it gets more like aggressive and angry. And and then like that last scene, you know, when he finally defeats him and he's like, you know, no, and just that that whole entire scene is just so it's ingrained in my memory, especially that John Williams score when it's like Okay, it's Titus like, all crazy. You're correct. That is a fantastic scene. That's yeah. not the ending of the movie though. Okay, well sorry, I meant to say <laughs> that that scene in particular okay. is part yes. of the ending. You're like, it ended there for me. <laughs> that's where, yeah, that, that is where it ended for me. I was like, that's it. That's the end of the movie. He turned the yeah. TV off and everything. He was like, all right, and we're done. <laughs> I don't need to see the incestuous <laughs> epiphany. We're all good. Yeah, let's just... Uh, uh, Dude, that is that was hilarious. Hans' reaction to that. Brother. <laughs> that was... Oh, that's that terrible. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The the Ewoks eating stormtroopers and them playing drums with their helmets. I was like, this this is how you want to go out? This, this this right here. This is how you want to end it? Cause it, it was part of the ending. It wasn't the full ending. You know? A big part of it was Palpatine's death, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I feel like that scene oh. overshadows Pal- Palpatine's death? No, no, no. Into- I will say this. He should have fucking died in that episode. Oh, that's right. He, he should have been dead. I completely forgot that he even comes back. That's how forgettable the most recent story Oh, God, he shouldn't have come back. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that pissed me off to no degree. But, all right. But, um, but no, so I do I do get your point, though. That Yes, you're right. The Ewoks do suck. Um, and that part of the ending does suck. I agree. And, like, the ending where it's like, Everybody's like, hey, it's like all chanting and shit. It's like, I mean, it, it's it's cute. It's cool. Don't get me but wrong. It's a, little, it's a little over the top. I thought the Ewoks were adorable. I was like, oh, that's oh, really yeah. cool. They're adorable. They're probably some pretty chill people to hang out with. They know how to braid hair. I know that much. But as an army, I don't think that they're, you know, the best option. Nah, I'm all about the Borgs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Borgs are a lot better. I agree. <laughs> Because the porks are just there to be cute, you know? They don't do shit. They just sit there and they're like, yo, we're cute. Oh, God, we're getting ahead of our... Let's talk about episode seven, guys. Yeah, let's get down to it. All right. Woo! The best Star Wars movie? (laughs) Oh, episode seven was actually really good. It was actually really good. Episode seven was actually really good. But Definitely the... Okay, do you all agree with this? It's the best of the newest trilogy. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think that is the general consensus, I think, in general. But I say this much. Sorry to start it. Sorry to oh, no, you're good. Toes. Toes. I just, I'm going to say it. It just felt a little like Star Trek to me. Star I don't Trek. Know. Interesting. Like that opener just felt a lot like Star Trek. Oh, like the, the one of the great zooms. A lot the of the village or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just J.J. Abrams, though. That, yeah. That's true. 
But it is his directing style. That's... Which which can get a little grating. I do agree. That's... The way he uses lens flares and all that can get a little bit annoying. I will say but... the opening of that movie, though, had one of the most badass scenes in Star Wars I'd ever seen. And that was when Poe Dameron shoots a laser bolt at Kylo Ren and he fucking catches it in the air. Oh, yeah. And just lets it and just lets it sit there like he's not even holding his hand up anymore. He's just he puts his hand down and it's just there. I was like, oh shit, this guy's this guy's powerful. I'm yeah, excited. Uh, like, whoa. No, I thought that the introduction of Kylo Ren was was perfect because it was you know it, it showed showed what kind of guy he was and it showed exactly what you were just saying how powerful he was and he didn't even and like there wasn't anybody being like. Oh man, Kylo Ren's so powerful. Like you know, we just go straight into the action. It's like bam, we're here, and Kylo Ren's here, and like you know, it's just yeah, the, the, it seems really good. Um, and of course, we get the introduction of Poe Dameron, who's probably one of the, arguably one of the best characters also in the new trilogy as well. Nah, BB-8's and, the best character. <laughs> I agree. bb is pretty damn good character. <laughs> definitely uh, can't replace R2D2. No, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. But he was a nice. He was he was a nice little astro. Oh yeah, no, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm glad that they got the strong. Or I, I, I'm glad. On top of it, you have the most powerful villain being played by one of the most strong-backed actors. It like out of out of all of them, he had probably the strongest back carrying the entire trilogy <laughs> on it. <laughs> good <laughs> God. Titus. Jesus. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> My God. No, so... You're I, not wrong. That's, that's not to say that Daisy Ridley didn't deliver, but I will say... Uh, I don't know, man. No, nobody, nobody held the candle to, to Adam Driver in that one. Well, I just <laughs> think that he had the most complete character arc. I feel like across the whole entire trilogy. Yeah, they kind of they kind of screwed Ray. I mean, Ray got yeah. screwed over big time as a character. That was pathetic. Mm. That was sad, really. Mm. Well, because yeah, I think that Kylo Ren had a fantastic character arc, and I think that I, I kind of hate the things where people are like, "Oh, he's like a whiny little teenager and he smashes shit," and it's like I actually kind of like that. Like he's he's a little unhinged. He's just like, yeah, you know, and. It's understandable. I mean, he's pretty young. I mean, based on what we see, and you know, and I mean, he's he's clearly not, like not fully developed yet. You know, he's not like uh, Darth Vader yet. You know, yeah. he's like he's still got a little bit of ways to go before he's just like completely gone. You know, and I think him showing that emotion shows that he's still got like a little bit of like humanity left within him. You know, and. Yeah, so I think that, yeah, Kylo Ren by far is the best character in the whole entire uh, trilogy. Just his character arc, and and again, Adam, yeah, Adam Driver is a fantastic uh, actor. But, yeah, but I think the first movie, you know, great opening, and honestly, uh, really, uh, I mean, I know, of course, a lot of people say that it does kind of rip off A New Hope, but... Ah, this is a good way but, to introduce, reintroduce it, I think, to younger audiences, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But... So, so who who called it before you went and saw the movie? Because I totally called that Han Solo was going to get offed in this movie. Well, I, 
I, I knew it was coming. I was like, I was like, they're going to kill him. Harrison Ford didn't want to be, the, be in these anymore. He was like, this is it. This is it. You better kill me off. <laughs> he didn't done. even want to do Return of the Jedi. The kryptonite was, or the carbonite, kryptonite, carbonite was supposed to be him dying. Mm. Right? They were, they were like, oh, that's, that's Han's death. And then they, they were able to bring him back. So, yeah. He's like, oh, great. 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 Oh, awesome. Thanks, guys. I'll do one more, and then I'm done. <laughs> that really is it, <laughs> No, but, like, looking at the style of it, though, like, it was a real... Because it, there was such burden on J.J. Abrams to deliver and, and to keep true to the spirit of it. Um, while also, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Again, going back to the Capitol thing, but... Like while also Disneyfying it, like the, oh, he still God, provided yeah. some dignity to it. Yeah. The, so I, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed it. The Force Awakens felt like a Star Wars movie, whereas The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't mean to jump ship, but I really want to address that in in, in the Last Jedi. Um, Let's talk about it. Oh, hold on. We're, All right. we're not done with the first wake. All right. Bring it up then, Titus. Like, for instance, that Captain Phasma is a complete disappointment. And a waste. God damn it. Yeah. Absolute yes. disappointment. Yeah. Especially considering who Captain Phasma is played by. Like, oh. freaking legendary. I can't remember her name right now. But... Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, Brienne of Tarth, yes. Yeah, I mean, come on. How are you going to waste that? You got. Yeah, um, but I do gotta say, and I know, like, uh, I feel like um, not a lot of people pay attention to this lightsaber fight, but I really liked the lightsaber fight at the end of The Force Awakens, especially. I really like that the open, like the beginning of the fight when um, when Kylo Ren and Finn are fighting each other, mm-hmm. and just like how Kylo Ren's not like taking it very seriously, he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, and then he actually hits him, and he's like oh shit he's like alright fine like I'm gonna take you seriously then and then he just immediately like fucks him up and it's like see there you go like that's that's Kylo Ren like he's very powerful but he's still a little cocky you know he's got he's got and then um, that scene when Ray pulls the lightsaber out of snow that was a really good moment too like that little fake out where you're like oh like he's that I thought I thought that the ending was really good I do think of course it is like a little bit like Oh, it's just the Death Star getting blown up again. But that ending lightsaber fight for me is one of my favorites of all time out of all the trilogies. Definitely, definitely. A lot of emotion in that scene. I yeah. feel like, and I, that, and because of the way it's it's staged, I mean, it really highlights how untrained both of them are. Like Kylo mm. Ren obviously has some training, but it's it really is just brute force. Whereas Rey, it's just like completely pragmatic like yeah. she, she's block a lot of it is just blocking and then when she finally get gains the confidence it's just there's no fl- real flow to it it's yeah. more just taking swings like hammering him back hmm. so I, I don't know i really loved how that was how that was staged how, uh yeah the choreography was really good yeah and the emotion in it was it was definitely conveyed but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just love that. Ooh, that moment when Finn's like, oh, come and get it. Like, ooh, like, yeah, here we go, boys. Yeah. Here we go, boys. Yeah. yeah. I, I hated Kylo Ren's lightsaber, though. 
Well, no, I liked the idea that it had a hilt on it. I didn't like the idea that it looked like it looked so shittily made. I'm like, dude, I'm looking around at the rest of the First Order, though, and how nice all of the rest of their stuff is. I'm like, why? You couldn't get parts to build a better lightsaber? Why do you no, have because this? Because it's an antiquated thing. Think about it. Like, like the Jedi and the Sith haven't existed for so long. Like, it, it took Rey finding the, the lightsaber in a dusty box. Mm. Nobody, like, the Jedi and the Sith were just kind of like a under, or not so much the Sith, but the Jedi were definitely, like, under wraps. After Order 66, they had to remain dormant in the right. time that we saw it. Uh, obviously, there was pieces, like, that's why The Last Jedi is titled as such, because before Rey, Luke was it. That was it. And he went into hiding. So, again, it's... There was... I I, I personally have to disagree on that with... Uh, My only issue with it was this. Luke, yeah, Luke has an academy, right? He was training more Jedi before Kylo Ren came back and killed all of them you see that Kylo Ren has a regular fucking lightsaber in The Last Jedi. You can see. It's sleek, it's silver, it's built like the rest of them. So, okay. why is it he has this shittily made one now? Okay, Because he made a new one. Yeah, think of how intimidating, like, just the afterburner aspect of his lightsaber is. Like, it's, it's like, when we hear a lightsaber, it's just kind of... It's a dignified weapon. Like you hear it, and it's it has a really smooth cut. But then when you hear uh, Kylo unhilt his blade, it's unstable. It's, it's just yeah. It's like it's hardcore. There's a lot more to like a lot more beef to it. That's true. And he. So I I don't know I I personally like the way that he built it. Like even if he did have an old lightsaber, it's. Again, that, that handmade aspect, like, I'm going to be the biggest and baddest. And it looks like a great sword on top of yeah. it, which is a, a brand new addition. I yeah, do like how it's kind of, like, longer. It's, like, longer than the rest. I do like think that it was, it was fitting to his character. I definitely think that. But I really thought, like, The Force Awakens, I forgave the fact that it looked so shittily made. I can't forgive the fact that it looked shittily made for the rest of the sequel trilogy because he should it like there should have been improvement to it it should have been upgraded as time went on like showing his progression and it wasn't it was the same one that he had that's true especially when he gets his helmet remade yeah it's still the same lightsaber like yeah he made it but there sh there should have been more structure to it like it should have become just it should have become more whole as time went on and it didn't. That was my biggest issue with it. No, I'm curious. Do you guys think that Kylo Ren should have maybe, or like, because I've heard people talk about this, where like some people think that Kylo Ren should have just stayed like a masked character, like he never showed his face. Um, I personally think that he, I like that he shows his face. I think it's unique and different in a sense. I think him showing his face happened too early. I think it should have happened when he confronts Han Solo on that bridge. I think that's when he should have been unmasked because it kind of, that's when you're kind of like, okay, he is like the, the he is real. Like this is really happening. He is confronting his father. He's facing the fact 
that he used to be a Jedi, kind of, right? I think yeah. that that would have been a more fitting time for him to unmask himself. But when he's just talking to Rey and he took his mask off, it it immediately kind of takes away a little bit of an intimidation factor because... No, that's that, I agree with that. Because then yeah, he's not sad. like he's not enigmatic, right? Anymore, he's 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 real. He's a person, right? He's not this entity that's that people are afraid of. It made him too real for an interrogation scene. I think that that was a mistake. That's fair. That's, I agree. That that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like leading on to what do you, do you think they butchered Luke? I really want to get to that. Do you they, think they butchered Luke? Oh, absolutely. They butchered Luke Skywalker. I was that's part of why I hated The Last Jedi is I was like, there's no way Luke Skywalker would have become this. Broken, sure, but not this. This is pathetic. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to him? I get it that they're trying to pay like in a way, because the way that my brother stages it, he goes I get that they're trying to pay homage to, uh... Alec Guinness? To, no, to Yoda. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what is it? In hiding, I must go. Failed, I have. Like, mm-hmm. okay, he fails, and that's the immediate response, is to go into hiding and, and to meditate on your failure, like, just ruminate on it. Like, I get that that's, that's sort of the take, but I don't know, man. To just completely abdicate from... Uh, what Jedi like? What being a Jedi meant, or just the Jedi code, is mm-hmm. just I don't know. It's it's it was frustrating for me for sure. And then to make like again to explore that argument of is the Jedi the only recovery for Luke at that point is the argument that he made against the Jedi and that it was that it was vanity, mm-hmm. and that's why he abandoned it. I can get that. That is the only sort of recovery I get, but if they did not mention that, then it would be a complete butcher, a complete waste of a character. It was hard to believe, right? Because, like Titus brought up, when he's when Palpatine's like, you struck your father down, you're ready, and he turned around and he said, no, I'm never joining you. I'm a Jedi, you know? Like, you failed. That, for me to see Luke Skywalker do that, like a mere probably maybe 17 years after the fall of the empire it was hard for me to look at that luke skywalker and be like how what happened to you like there's no way you would have seen a like he saw evil in ben solo and he instead of trying to help him correct it he assumed he'd been corrupted that just that was out of character for luke skywalker to me that didn't make sense who was it? Ryan Johnson. Ryan, Ryan Johnson? Johnson. Yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, I I like the appeal that he made to spectacle, mm-hmm. and I like the uh, I like the direction that they were going, but I just feel like it completely. I don't know if anybody does like has done improv, but one of the, one of the main rules is you don't. What is it? You don't burden your 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 stage mate. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't like uh, don't you know why you're here? You just completely leave it up the, up to them to build the story. Like 
I think re- they had a direction with J.J. Abrams. Kathleen Kennedy uh, had, like, an idea for, like, making it inclusive and making, like, everybody's a Jedi or, like, Which anybody can be a Jedi. Such bullshit. Yeah, and then you introduce a useless character, uh, Rose. Um, <laughs> I feel really bad for that actress. I feel so bad for her because it's not her fault that her character was so much like that. Like, you know... Like, she, her character, they wrote her character really badly, I think, you know, and that's, that's not really anything against Ryan Johnson, because I do like his other work, but I don't think he was the right choice for the Star Wars film. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. I take (laughs) What? Go for it. What? I like the movie. You like this movie? Yeah. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> okay, bye. So here's the thing. I'll have to start from the beginning. Well, sort of. Um, so the thing is, is like I do agree. You know, when Luke like tosses that lightsaber right off the bat. It does feel a little bit weird. I'm not gonna lie. Then, like, even on repeat viewings, it still feels like a little bit like Ryan Johnson's trying to be like, "Oh, whoa, this is something that's sacred, you guys," and we just toss it in the ocean. Who cares? And it's like, okay, well, but, but I actually kind of like Luke in this movie, and I thought it was an interesting take on the character. I think that. Um, the reason why he does what he does to like go into hiding, I think that that was definitely weak. It wasn't great, but I do think that if they had done the reasoning right, I think that this take on Luke could have been really good. And I think I see what Ryan Johnson was trying to do by making Luke sort of um, kind of fall and like you know be kind of this fallen hero and just kind of give up on everything. Because, and then, you know, for him to have Ray come along and sort of re-engage himself. I like, I really liked that arc where he, he, he's, you know, he sees, he sees what he needs to fight for again. You know, he kind of, he reinvigorates himself Mm -hmm. um, through Ray. And then we get that awesome scene at the end when he confronts uh, Kylo Ren. And I I love that scene. That scene's awesome. No, that, that scene... That and the throne room are the two saving graces of that movie. Mm. No, yeah, the, the, the throne room is definitely a good scene, and I definitely will not deny the the casino scene should have been cut. There's literally no point. It does nothing to the plot. It adds nothing. Um, but and also, of course, unfortunately, yeah, uh, Ray is not the. Or, sorry, uh, Rose is not the greatest character. And I'll, um, I'll say it. I'm going to say it. It's, it's, it. It almost feels like slander. Benicio Del Toro, much as I love the actor, completely pointless character. Thank you. Completely pointless. It, it was, but he was completely pointless as a character. I was thinking, like, when you have a name like Benicio Del Toro and you're like, oh, shit, like, that's... That guy's a powerhouse. That guy, he brings star power. And you fucking wasted him with this bit part where he he's almost he's almost playing his character from Usual Suspects again. Like almost. Like you you get little mannerisms that he has and it was like what was the point of this guy? He just showed up, turned him in, got a bunch of money and left. And then he doesn't appear ever again. Uh, but that's 
That's Star Wars, baby. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I think that, I don't mean to be brutal, but that's, that just seems like that's what it is. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there, there's definitely some major flaws with the movie, but I do still got to say that I really appreciate because I think the thing is, is for me, separating it, separating it from like the other two movies, standalone by itself, I feel like it's a it's it's a good movie, and I, because I think that for what it's trying to do, and you know, because the problem is, is that when you put it within the context of the three movies, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Unfortunately, like it doesn't really like flow. And I think that's not Ryan Johnson's fault. I think that that's Kathleen Kennedy's fault and Disney overall because they couldn't make up their fucking minds about what they wanted to do. Yeah. Because um, they don't even know what the fuck they're doing. Um, so I don't blame Ryan Johnson at all. Because that is what happens when you make it mercantile. That's what happens when... Oh, I don't want to get into Well, that's... that's I... That's the problem I had with the Star Wars movies that Disney did. Because you look at how successful they are with Marvel. And when they bought Marvel, all the Marvel executives were like, cool, but let us do our thing and you'll thank us later. And so Disney was like, alright, do your thing. We just want our name on it and we want to have the money return. And that's essentially what they got. And they were very successful. But with Star Wars, they put their... They, put their, they made it to Disney, you know? Like, it, it didn't... Like, there were just scenes in it that were like, this doesn't work for Star Wars. This, like... Last Jedi, one of the reasons I also didn't like it is because it felt like I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy half the time. It was very... Wow. It was very... Well, it was very humorous. Like, the first interaction between Poe Dameron and Hux. Where he's just like, hi, is this General Hux? And, like, Hux goes off on, like, this really badass tirade. And then he's like, yeah, I'm still waiting for Hux. It was like, what the hell? Why is he bantering with hugs? Like, I know that he's biding time, but, like, that wouldn't happen in Star Wars. That's not something that a Star Wars character has been seen doing in the past six movies that they did. Yeah. I mean, the humor isn't perfect, but I think that I still... Look, I still appreciate... I appreciate the direction that this movie was trying to go into. Even if... It wasn't perfect, mainly just due to the fact that Disney kind of fucked Ryan Johnson over in the first place. Uh, I still appreciate what he was trying to do, even if it wasn't super, super... It wasn't perfect in what it did. Because I think for me, The Last Jedi is definitely the most memorable out of the three. For me, at least. I think out of the three, it's the movie that sticks out the most to me, I feel like. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, definitely. I can definitely remember The Last Jedi more than the other two, but... Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, and also Snoke was kind of a waste. Yeah, I was yeah. really excited about that. But they legitimized the waste in the la- or in the in the final. <laughs> mm, did they? That's did right. they really? Did they really legitimize wasting that? I don't think they did. Okay, with the three co- half copies of Snoke in in uh, Palpatine. Okay, closet. that. That didn't legitimize it for me because Palpatine should not have been the bad guy in Rise of Skywalker. Palpatine should have been dead. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm sorry. 
think that trying to bring that back was not anybody's idea but Kathleen Kennedy's. Oh, straight up. Like, because like, I just think that that's... Like, you went backwards on, on the cool thing about, right? One of the few character develop like tangible character developments of of, of ray that she just that uh, uh ryan johnson built and again like I, I don't know i just didn't necessarily like that like again you you introduce ray is the representative of all jedi now because she's the last one but then you have a force sensitive at the end of ryan johnson's film um but you just completely ignoring that you neglect the what some people called weak the the fact that she came from nobody she had no origin but she's this powerful uh you just completely destroy that by saying oh she was just uh she was just trying to obfuscate the fact that she's palpatine and she knows it like no, she she knew she came from nobody, but then all of a sudden, no, I just didn't want to admit. I just didn't want to tell myself. <laughs> like what a switch up! Such and bullshit, you mean? Yeah, sorry. I, uh, that, that, I just was not prepared for that. I was like, as soon as they released the trailer, I'm like, okay, what? What are they gonna do with them? And sure enough, they delivered on the disappointment. <laughs> no room. No room. I mean, I was I was hyped when I heard Palpatine's laughter because my immediate thought was Sith Force Ghost. That's that's never happened before. And then he was there and alive, and I was kind of like, what? What well, happened, guys? It what? Was, it was just done in the most like non-subtle way possible. He was like, uh, well, let's see. Uh, we could have him be like a ghost or something cool like that. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. He's alive. Uh, he's the main bad guy. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. There's been no build up, no lead up. Boom. Let's just plop him right into the middle. Of the fucking Not only is he the main bad guy, he's been the bad guy the whole time. Bullshit. Ugh. Well, like, because the thing is, with, with Snoke, at least, Snoke, there's at least, like, build-up from the first one. It's like, oh, man, like, all you see is that giant hologram. You're like, whoa, what the hell is this guy? Like, he must be insane. And sure, the delivery was a little disappointing, or the uh, outcome. But at least there was build-up to it. Palpatine, just, there was no build-up. I mean, supposedly there was build-up, but mm-hmm. I, I don't count that. It's I mean, like, I don't know, it just... Yeah, it was just done in such a non-subtle way. It just felt so uncreative and just forced in because they're like, well, how can we try to get people back into this trilogy? I know. Let's throw in one of the most iconic characters. Yeah. I don't know. But all in all, you can't neglect the fact that this is one of the most iconic, not just... I I won't speak for trilogies as a standalone, but in totality... This was one of the most iconic sagas to ever grace this planet. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, the, the, the amount of technical difficulties. <laughs> it's all good. 
Disney heard us and they took him out. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> There's snipers outside your window right now. <laughs> Hi, this is Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Abandoned. It's a trap. <laughs> so we heard that you're an aspiring young director. Uh, would you like to direct one of our new Star Wars movies? Alright, so... Like, you can't... You can't neglect the fact that this, like... The amount of canon that has come out of this saga and the amount of people involved in all the tiny moving parts and all the, like, backstory or just all... All these different stories that came together and, uh... I don't know, like... I've seen attempts at it, obviously with Star Trek and all these other... Even Firefly that only lasted for a short time. Um... Hail to the king. <laughs> uh, but, again, it all came from the fruits of uh, a really good installment, like a really good trilogy. And, um, I don't know, it was it was just a very versatile idea. And, honestly, I'm waiting on the next versatile idea. I don't think I don't think we'll ever see it again. Like sadly, I really don't think we'll, we'll ever see it again. We'll see a reboot of something. Well, they're but I, they're retconning the entire trilogy. They're redoing it again. The like newest one. Yeah, the newest <laughs> trilogy. They're taking them all. They 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 announced like three weeks ago or something. They're like, yeah, we're scrapping all of them. We're going back and redoing them. Because I I heard an original idea for this movie was. They were going to introduce time travel into Star Wars. And I was like, well, that seems kind of cheap. They just did that with Endgame. Like, yeah, what, are, like what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And But it was an interesting idea because the concept was they were going to go back in time and stop the incarnation of Darth Vader. So that Vader never exists. It's just Anakin Skywalker. Mm. And I was like, that's an interesting concept. But it doesn't work, because then you remove all of these great characters from the equation. Like, they will never exist. Yeah. But, go ahead. I will say that if they did go back in time, I want to see Legend, uh, or, I'm sorry, Legacy Canon. Yeah. I really want to see Legacy Canon. I want to see the assassination attempt on Luke's life uh, from Mara Jade. And how she failed, but still carried, almost carried out the mission, ends up falling in love with them. And sure enough, you have some of the most powerful Jedi to grace the planet, and one of the most powerful Sith to come out of it, Kate Skywalker. I wanted Rey to be the child of Mara Jade and Luke. I was hoping that that was who Rey was going to be. And for her to be a Palpatine was so disappointing to me because it not only did it completely mitigate and just destroy Darth Vader's sacrifice like he he just died for nothing at this point cuz Palpatine is still alive. Mm. That was a huge problem for me. I also I also thought that the original ending before Kathleen Kennedy changed it was really cool was that um Ben Solo was going to be injured and Hayden Christensen was supposed to show up as Anakin Skywalker and heal him through the Force as a Force ghost. 
And like he was supposed to give like a famous Anakin smirk to the Emperor because it's the first time he and the Emperor have been face to face in like thirty plus years. And then the Emperor was gonna try to electrocute Ben Solo, and the Force ghosts of Luke, Leia, and Anakin were supposed to stop that energy or catch it and they were going to guide Ben Solo and he was going to catch the energy and shoot it back into Palpatine and kill him. Which is kind of what happens with Rey. Rey uses the lightsabers to push the energy back into Palpatine. And that's another thing I took issue with was how powerful Palpatine was because if you look at canon, Sidious is the weakest Sith that there ever was to exist. He's the weakest. He's only strong because he's very smart politically. That's no, that's that's true. Um, uh, you know how I would have ended it, dude. Let's hear it. I I honestly would have killed Ray. I agree. Oh wow! Like I th- I think that again, just a complete cancellate. Like, but we can't do that. We need to continue making money. Uh, uh, but all I'm saying is just I would have completely sealed the deal after that. Like I would have. The dyad, the loot, or the dyad that we've seen with Ben Solo and Ray is completely canceled out. Like they both, like wake up, and they turn. Like they wake up, they embrace, they turn around, or they stand up together and they turn around, and it's all the Jedi around them. Yes. And they all just fade. Like they, but no, we see, we obviously this the triumph, the triumph or whatever. Uh, Finn is like looking out for Ray, but he looks out into the distance and he sees like obviously the visage of Ray and it fades. Hmm. But again, it's just there's a, a there's a reconciliation of all Jedi. They've conquered the evil and now there's balance in the Force. There's total balance. Hmm. Yes. I don't know. I I honestly would I I would pre- I would prefer a sound ending uh, rather than like an open-ended okay now Ray's in the universe and now there's just a Jedi like we've seen with Luke mm-hmm. now we're just waiting on now we're just waiting on a new set well I I have a feeling that if they were going to continue it I know exactly what would have happened so when Ben Solo heals Ray did you notice where his hand was where it's over her stomach, more specifically her uterus. They would have created another Anakin Skywalker, pretty much. And that's where they would have continued it. It would have been the son of Rey and Kylo Ren. That's how they would have continued the saga. Wow, so so you have two takes. You have one, both of them live. Or two, both of them die. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> That's that's how I think they would have continued it had they gone a different direction, right? But the, since they're scrapping it and they're like, we're going to redo it, I'm kind of curious to see if they, one, follow through with it or what they're actually going to do. Yeah. yeah, I think that one of my main problems with the, with the final movie of the most recent trilogy is just also... The feeling of, like, lack of consequence, I feel like, a lot of the time, you know, there's, like, and, I, you know, 
one of the main instances, of course, is when they kill Chewbacca oh. um, when this thing blows up. And then it's like, oh, no, he's actually on a different one. Gotcha. And it's like, okay, so, and what, like, what was even the point of that? Why did you fake us out for you to just be like, oh, he's alive. It's like, okay. Kind of like the fake out with Leia in Last Jedi where she flies back into the ship after it gets blown up. That was. Okay, well, let's not talk about the last Jedi. (laughs) But anyways, but okay, so, but there's that. And also there's the point where um, C-3PO gets his memory wiped. And they're like, oh, you know, this is a big deal. You know, this is it. You know, it's going to be like a reset. And then like a couple scenes later, R2-D2 is like, oh, yo, here's all your memory back, by the way, dude. And it's like, oh. Okay, so that was all fucking pointless. So why did you even, like, or make even it po- seem like... Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interject, but even, yeah. like, po- I thought the same thing with Poe and ba- Poe's friend and Babu Freak. Like, bro, nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> nobody actually died. Everybody's all hunky-dory. Yay! Yeah, pretty much. No, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just there's a lack of consequence, it feels like, in this movie, like... None of their actions have consequences. It's like, oh, oh, you made a mistake. Oh, it's all good. We got a way to fix that. It's like, okay, well, if you have a way to fix everything, then, like, why is there even conflict? What's even the point? It's like, it's like I'm, like, the healing, like, the whole entire, like, oh, now Ray can heal. That actually made me happy just for one reason, because the Jedi can actually do that, and it, yeah. they'd never shown it before in movies. Right? I get that, but I would have but, appreciated a little bit more build-up to it. Or no, something. I, I yeah, know. definitely, definitely. The way that it was done was just like, you could just tell, as soon as they introduced it, it's like, oh, they're going to use it to like, save somebody. Yeah. And it's like, okay, and then what do you know? At the end, it's like, oh, I'm going to save somebody with your healing powers. I did like the attention to detail, though, when she heals Ben Solo and his scar disappears above his eye. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, because he's no longer Kylo Ren, and that's part of who Kylo Ren is, is the scar. He She heals that, and it disappears. I thought that was kind of cool. I do think that Adam Driver's Han Solo moment, when he has the light, the blue lightsaber, uh, his grandfather's lightsaber, and he does the hand gesture thing. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I that thought, was pretty awesome. I was like, yeah, all right, I can see it. But that, yeah, the movie wasn't great. <laughs> No, it was just incredibly forgettable, unfortunately. Just very, like, there's just no moments in this movie that I'm like, I could point to and be like, yeah, I remember that, that moment. And, and like, also, you know, of course, you know, with, you know, unfortunately with Carrie Fisher passing, you know, and Peter Mayhew and yeah. Yeah, well, just in the, you know, so they had, like, leftover scenes with her, and, you know, you could tell that they wanted to do something with them, but it just felt a little, like, forced in, and it felt like they clearly, like, did not fit, like, it just felt really forced whenever Leah was, Leia was on screen, and mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I would have been okay with them just being like, oh, she's doing her own thing, you know, so, mm-hmm. I mean... So, I mean, I think they had, of course, like you're saying, probably a better opportunity to send her off in The Last Jedi in a much more... Dramatic fashion, yeah. In a much more tasteful way, um, and a more dramatic way, because it does feel like in the the final one that they just, like, they had no choice. They're like, well, got to make sure that she's dead, you know? Yeah. Um, Because, you know, but, yeah, I just it just felt like all of her scenes were just very... uh, 
kind of forced in. They just didn't fit. Um, which, uh, but I mean, of course, I understand. You know, they gotta. They they probably. You know, they want to pay respects to her, and I fully understand yeah. that. But it just it just didn't fit. It just didn't. It didn't feel right. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot about this movie that doesn't feel right. But all in all, we got, we we have, gentlemen, we've addressed the entire saga. Wow. <laughs> wow. So far. Pop the champagne bottles. <laughs> oh man. So with that being said, all in all, I personally like, despite what what has happened and and, and the evolution of the the saga, I really enjoy. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I I really. I have to give it to George Lucas for being able to produce something like this. And despite such scrutiny and such undermining, he just, he's, he still got it out there and, and look at what we look at where we're at today. Yeah. There's an entire part devoted to it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just this placid nature that makes me second guess what I'm about to say, but I really, I would be stoked. I would be incredibly overwhelmed all the time to, to realize that I have something that's going to live after me. And I think that that's, that's the hope of all, of all filmmakers that we're going to leave a mark. Absolutely. Yeah. What a legacy that George Lucas has created. And, you know, uh, hold on, hold on. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And, uh, I think that it, it, to me anyway, you know, cause we're all from Modesto. I think that to see someone from here do something like that is incredible. You know, it gives me hope anyway. Most definitely. Okay. Now I have a quick question, though. <laughs> I'm listening. Which one's better, the prequel trilogy or the newest trilogy? Uh, oh, why would you do that? Eraserhead. <laughs> e- Eraserhead is better. Hey, amen. I honestly... <laughs> No, come on. Yeah, come on, answer the question. I mean, I'm probably the prequel. Yeah, I'll go with prequel. What the fuck? You're <laughs> 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 oh, just being honest, so you're kind of right. If we're going to be talking honestly, though, the original trilogy is the best. Well, yeah, of course, but that's not even a question, though. Like, there, there's no debate. It's not even fair. Not even fair game. That's true. That's why I was just curious because I've heard a lot of people say like both sides of the the fence. Well, gentlemen, we have gone through the saga. We've talked about just about everything we could think of. There's probably more, and that's what's great about the podcast is we'll probably revisit Star Wars individually along the way. But uh, this has been our season finale. We are ten episodes in. Oh no. So we'll be back in probably three weeks with the new season. And since we just went through the saga of Star Wars, I'm going to start off the next season. The season two premiere is going to be the origin of Star Wars, where the inspiration came from, and that is Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Okay. Okay. Right. So season two, okay. look for Seven Samurai. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, any last words, gentlemen? Um, 
thank you for thank you for listening. That's that's a big thing. Is this is a big episode? Um, if if you're here, God bless you. <laughs> um, the the force will be with you always. And uh, no, I just again thank you for taking an interest. And uh, these these uh, filmmakers deserve the recognition that they get because it's. Uh, it's it's a really mundane world, and, and these glimpses of such imagination, yet such human elements, are like like human the human element shrouded in imagination is something that we need, and I think that that we don't really realize it until it's until it's too late. So, again, yeah, it's it's a good escape, and uh, I hope it never I hope that light never fades out. So. Yeah, it's good work we're doing. I, I, I not to completely to to our own horn, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm happy to be highlighting these things, and uh, I hope we continue watching films. Yeah, most definitely. I think really enjoyed doing season one. Definitely looking forward to season two. Recommending some more David Lynch films. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We got past the razor head. <laughs> No, but but no, I'm looking forward to season two because season one was a blast to do, of course. And you know, we're just gonna keep on getting better. You know, we're gonna keep on refining our craft. And and yeah, I'm just looking forward to season two. I'm glad we got to talk about you know some of the greatest movies of all time. But of course, there's plenty more fantastic movies uh, up the road. Absolutely. So stay tuned. Well, as always, I've been Michael Luciano. I've been Titus Wilkinson. And I've been Marciano Zapian. Thank you to all our listeners. We'll have a Facebook and an Instagram coming up. We're figuring that out still. So in the meantime, stay safe out there, and may the Force be with you.